0: I'm going to say amen
1: to that. (laughs) Y'all ain't feeling me. I said God is in the color. (laughs) Just a little joke, joke, calm down. It's okay. It's all right. You know, man is bland. You know, we like everything bland. My house is full of color. I'll tell you, my house is full of color. I mean, not just black folks, but I mean, it's just... (laughs) See I mean on the walls We got color I love color Color makes you feel good Color is like God You don't think God's into color? Have you ever taken a look outside? You can't miss it God loves color Now mind you he's given, given the details on his house Because it's in this place, this tabernacle, are you listening, that God is dwelling. And God says, Moses, here's what I want. I want color, various colors. Now, it's very interesting because, listen, when you see the number four in the Bible, I don't know, maybe just me, but when I see the number four, I immediately think of the four Gospels. And each of the four gospels give a different picture of Jesus. Remember, I told you that Matthew wrote to, to the Jews about the King of the Jews. Matthew was a Jew writing to the Jews about the King of the Jews. And what do we have with that kingly color? We have purple. Purple is the color that best fits a King. And then Mark gives us the picture of Jesus as a suffering servant. And scarlet is the color that best fits with suffering. And then Luke gives us the picture of Jesus as the perfect man. And that speaks to righteousness. That speaks of purity, if you will, white. And then John gives us the picture of Jesus as God in his heavenliness who came down to tabernacle among us and the heavenlies. I just told you speaks of what color blue. So isn't it very possible? Listen, is this not a possibility? This is my submission. It is very possible that God is giving us the gospel story woven together in the colors of the curtains that make up the inner layer of the tent. Just a possibility. Now, let me tell you a little bit about, because the color scarlet is very, very interesting. If you've been around here at Calvary Chapel, you've already heard this next piece. So you can check out and I'll tell you when to check back in, okay? But if you haven't and you haven't been here and you don't know, this color scarlet is very interesting because where they got the color, the dye, the dye, Scarlet was from the Tola worm, T-O-L-A-H, the Tola worm. This worm is a worm that the Levites, the Levites would crush up. And when they crushed it, this, this scarlet colored dye would secrete from its crushing And they would take that dye and they would dye the curtains or the veil of the temple or many materials were used with this color. Now, the most interesting thing about this Tola worm. Are you still listening? If you're listening, say amen. Amen. The most interesting thing, interesting, interesting thing about this tola worm is that this worm would give birth to its young by climbing a tree, and then it would explode. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> it's true. It really is. I promise. <laughs> she said, "What? Go ahead." <laughs> no, that's that's right. And uh, and 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 listen. When it exploded. It would leave the stain on the tree and then get this three days later, that stain would dry and it would become white like a, like snowflake. And wasn't it Isaiah who told us that though our sins are like scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. Isn't it very interesting that take this worm? It's in the process of reproduction comes death. So, with the death, this reproduction takes place as it's making its way up the tree and giving birth to its young. Even in the worm, don't you remember just a couple of weeks ago, it's communion. I don't even know my dates. I'm just, my schedule's crazy. Communion. Psalm 22. Remember, we talked about Psalm 22 was a prophetic picture of Jesus. And remember in Psalm 22, verse six, it said, is speaking of Jesus, I am a worm. All men despise me. It said right there about verse six. And think about it. Isn't it true of Jesus. That Jesus was kind of like a worm, if you will, as he fastened or they fastened him to a tree. That would be the cross. And and his scarlet blood was shed that he might give birth. And three days after his blood was shed, he rose again. And and now our sins become like white as snow. Isn't that interesting? That Jesus himself would say, I'm a tola. I'm like that worm. And, and, and in his death, because of his death, he gave birth to the family of God, to all believers, to all Christians. You see, don't you understand something here? Here, I, I point that out to point this out. When you read the Bible, listen, there is nothing in the Bible that is there by accident. Nothing. Nothing's here by accident. If in fact the Holy Spirit is the author of this book, then there is nothing in here that is by mistake. Everything in here has meaning and everything might I submit. Are you listening? Everything has meaning and everything points to Jesus. Now I've been studying the Bible for a good minute. <laughs> now, and I'm still growing, and I'm still learning, and I'm still seeing stuff that I never saw before. And I'm still growing in my understanding that when Jesus said, Lo, I have come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. The volume of the book means the whole kitten caboodle. When was the last time you heard "kitten caboodle"? <laughs> Who came up with that anyway? What's a caboodle? <laughs> and don't you remember he said to the Pharisees? He said uh, it's one of my favorite verses. In John chapter 5, verse 39, you look that up in your own time. But he said to the Pharisees, he said, you do search the scriptures and in them you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. Jesus said, look, to the Pharisees, he said, if you're reading the Bible, which will be the first five books of Moses for them, if you're reading the Bible and you don't see me, then you are reading it wrong. Then you're missing it. So we know out of the words in the mouth of Jesus himself that the whole book is about him. There is nothing in the Bible that is not about Jesus. Nothing. Isn't that amazing? And all these little details that the Lord gives us in the scriptures. Now, I want you to notice something talking about this inner curtain. Are you still with me? The inner curtain is made of fine linen, as I said, it's white, it's blue, it's purple, it's scarlet. And the curtains are decorated with the designs of cherubim in the material. So get the scene in your mind's eye, saints. Listen, the priest would come into the holy place and he would look up and he would see angels all around. Angels. Now, why angels? Well, I think for two basic reasons, perhaps you can come up with more, but let me just give you two reasons why I think angels number one, because angels worship Jesus. Did you know that angels worship angels don't worship people angels worship Jesus. It's in Isaiah chapter six. The angels are saying, holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of his glory. Angels worship Jesus. Secondly, why angels? I think because it's simple as this. Angels are watching us. Did you know that angels are watching us? First Peter chapter one, verse 12 tells us that angels are desiring, get this, to look into our salvation. Angels are amazed at the work of redemption. Angels are amazed at grace. Angels don't know anything about grace. They're created beings. They're not saved. Angels are not born again. Angels are not redeemed. So Peter tells us that they desire to look into angels would see looking down would see the high priest, if you will, offering the sprinkling, offering and sprinkling the blood on the mercy seat. And the angels would be scratching their head like what in the world is all that about? The angels watched Jesus as he came to tabernacle among us. John 1 14 and he dwelt among us. That word dwelt is tabernacled. He, Jesus, came to tabernacle among us. Angels worshiped at his birth. Angels ministered to him in the wilderness. Don't you remember when Jesus was betrayed in the garden and Peter took out his sword and started swinging? And Jesus said, Peter, put your sword away. And don't you know, remember Jesus said, don't you know, I could call down a legion of, a legion of angels. And I can hear the angels saying, Jesus. Just one word. Jesus, give us just one word. we ready to come down on him, man. we ready to come to Jesus. Just to, to The angels in heaven. Get, get in. Jesus, we're ready. Hey. Jesus said he had the power. That's why I tell you that nobody took his life. He gave it. He could have said, Gabriel, yo, man, over here. Shh. <laughs> Oh, I like that sound effect. Just comes down and goes to work, man. Just start taking (laughs) names. Angels, listen, are looking into our lives and they're amazed at the grace of God and they are blown away. You know, I've said this before. If you could see angels, I really believe this. If we could see in the spiritual realm right now, and if we could just kind of peel back, you know, reality, what we see right here, I I really believe we would see good angels and bad angels duking it out. I really do. Because there's a war going on. Don't you know there's a spiritual war going on? There is a battle going on. You know, I was talking to my mom on the phone today. She went on back up to Philly and talking to my mom on the phone, we're talking about that very thing. There's a battle going on, and we have to kind of be aware of that because Satan would do everything he can to rip us off. You know, some things happened today, and it wasn't a great, particularly great day for me, to tell you the truth. And uh, yeah, praise God, but he's faithful, you know. But it wasn't a particularly great day. <laughs> it was just an awful day, actually. It was terrible. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And uh, no, it wasn't that bad. And uh, yes, it was. And uh, <laughs> I was talking to my mom, and she, you know, she called, and she, you know, uh, she was just saying, you know, there's a war going on. Everything, everything was trying to keep me from studying and being in the Word today. Everything you name it, and uh, just all kinds of challenges and distractions. And uh, I remember I called Elvira was out, and I called her. I said, no, I ain't doing this. No, I'm not going to get ripped off, not this day. And it's important to understand that there's a battle going on and Satan's always trying to rip you off. That's why I encourage you, you know, you come to church, come to church ready to hear from God and and come to church saying, you know, I will not be distracted. You know, it's an amazing thing what will happen if you just put your mind to it. You know, we, we waiting for the spirit to show up. Well, he's already in you. We talked about that on Sunday. Now you do your part and listen. I'm just trying to put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. That's it. Bring it down. You do what you need to do. And we give ear to hear what the spirit has to say. And you've got a purpose in your mind and understand that there is a spiritual battle going on. I think we don't really, really walk in that understanding. I know I don't. Something happened. I'm like, ah, get them. Whatever. You know, versus hey, there's a spiritual battle going on. And, and the angels, you know, of God, we, you know, angels, we pray, the angels encamp around about us, Lord, to keep us. There's a spiritual battle going on in the spirit realm. So notice now these curtains in verse five. Let me draw your attention to verse five. <laughs> we have uh, 20 more verses to go. These curtains, are you looking at verse five? Say amen if you're looking at it, These curtains were sewn in two sections and they were joined together by 50 gold hoops or rings to make a complete covering. Now listen, 50 in the Bible, if you're a note taker, you write this down. 50 in the Bible is the number of salvation. Salvation. Every 50 years in Israel, they celebrated the year of Jubilee and the people were saved from their debt. All debt was canceled and all property that was lost was given back every 50 years. Very interesting. The Ark of Noah was made of gopher wood, 50 cubics in width. The Ark was a boat of salvation. So 50 is the number of salvation as you track it through scripture. Notice in verse six, we've got to read verse six again. And you shall make 50 class of gold. Couple the curtains together with clasps so that it may be one tabernacle. Did you notice the method of joining the curtains together and the many different, quote unquote, if you will, the many different diverse colors? Did you notice that? Notice that? You know what I see? So that they so that it may be one tabernacle. What I see is God is already teaching us that there's unity in diversity. There's unity in diversity. Take all of these colors and join them together. Romans chapter 12, verse five says, and we being many are one body in Christ and individuals, one of another. We are connected in the spirit. Somebody say amen. Notice in verse seven, I got to move forward. Look at verse seven and you shall also make curtains. Now notice that was the first layer the linen curtain. Here we have the second layer of goat's hair. And you shall also make curtains of goat's hair to be a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make 11 curtains. Notice that. And the length of each curtain shall be 30 cubics, and the width of each curtain, four cubics, and the 11 curtains shall all have the same measurements. And you shall couple five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. And you shall double over the six curtain at the front of the tent folded over and you shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in one set and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain of the second set. And you shall make 50 bronze clasps, put the clasp into the loops and couple the tent together that it may be one. The remnant that remains of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain, That remains shall hang over the back of the tabernacle and a cubic of one side and a cubic of the other side of what remains of the length of the curtains of the tent shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on this side and on that side to cover it. And you shall also make a covering of ramskins dyed red. That's actually the third covering dyed red for the tent and a covering of badger skins above that. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. The second layer of curtains of the tabernacle. Notice over the first covering, you have this, the covering of linen. You have the second layer of goat's hair, which you wouldn't see. From the inside, because if you're inside the tabernacle, you only see the first layer. If you understand that, say amen. You will not see the second layer. The goat's hair is black. It's coarse. It's like a coarse cloth like burlap. Notice that there are 11 curtains. We just read it instead of 10 this time. A set of five and a set of six. Verse 7. The set of five and six were joined together with loops of notice not gold class, but what what class bronze you got that verse eleven. Note the linen covering use gold clasp, and now they're to use bronze clasp. so when you do the math, you want to note the curtain is now sixty six feet long and forty five feet wide. Remember the inner curtain is sixty feet long. And 42 feet wide. So we learn, listen, the second layer hangs over about three feet. So this layer completely covered the fine linen on the inside. Now you want to get the measurements of the tabernacle here. The tabernacle itself, listen, was 45 feet long and 15 feet wide. So what we have here is the inner covering is 60 feet by 42 feet and it lays over the whole wooden frame of boards and the clasps are made of gold. And then on top of that is another covering that is made of goat's hair and it's not very nice looking at all. And the clasp are made of bronze or brass. So you can't see the first covering from the outside here is the picture of Jesus. Listen, overlaid over his deity, over his beauty, is humanity. As people looked at Jesus, he wasn't beautiful. He wasn't glowing. Handel's Messiah music didn't follow him as he moved. A bright light didn't, like in the movies, a bright light is always on Jesus. That's not true. You wouldn't know Jesus from anybody. If Jesus was sitting in a, he is here in the spirit, but if he was here in the flesh, you wouldn't be able to pick him out in this audience. As a matter of fact, it was John the Baptist who said, I would not have known him except God said the one you see the spirit descending on is the one who will baptize with the Holy spirit and with fire. John the Baptist wouldn't have known Jesus, but he wasn't able to be picked out in a crowd. That's why when they came in the garden to get him, they had to identify him with a kiss because you wouldn't have known him. He came as an ordinary man so that he would be approachable by everyone. And here we see in this goat's hair, nothing beautiful about that. Nothing nice about it. Nothing outstanding about it. And we learn we have a picture of Jesus. Not only that, but listen, the goat was the animal used in the sin offering. Remember, I told you that when we study the mercy seat on the day of atonement, the high priest went beyond the veil to sprinkle the blood. Remember, I told you that. And he would use two goats. Remember, one was for the sacrifice and one he would lay his hands on and pronounce the sins of the people. And then it would be led out into the wilderness. And as that goat who the high priest came from out of the holy of holies and, and he would lay his hand on the, on the goat's head and pronounce the sin of the people, he would send that goat running off in the wilderness. And as the goat was running off in the wilderness, carrying the sins of the people, the people would go boo, boo, boo. I would have loved to be there for that one. Boo, boo. <laughs> it's this crescendo of boo. And then the priest would then come and stand before the people and he would wave his hands like this. And he would say to the people, bear and be gone, bear and be gone. And the people would understand that as their sins were forgiven and that their sins were gone. And they would say, yay, yay, yay. And I would have loved to be there for that as well. So Jesus, listen, here's the point. Jesus is that goat. Goat.